Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. So today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit of a throwback, right? We're going to throw it back. It is Thursday. We're going to throw it back a little bit. And I want to talk about um, financial lessons that maybe you wish you had learned when you were younger. And so um, I talk a lot. There's a few podcasts. If you go back in the archives, there's a few podcasts talking about when is the right time to talk to children about money? When is the best time to kind of introduce conversations about money to young people? And when can they really truly understand and grasp it? And when do you kind of build your financial habits? So a lot of what your financial habits are, if you look at them closely, if you look at the person who raised you or the people who you were around, your financial habits reflect a lot of the people who raised you and you were around. Because as a kid, you're like a sponge, right? So you're watching things and receiving cues, either verbal or nonverbal, about money, about how money is dealt with, spent, utilized. Um, just keep in mind, you know, even if you have children now or if you if you look back to when you were a child, if conversations about money were not open and honest, um, quite often you can have a, 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 a misrepresentation in your mind about the value of money, what it can and cannot do. And, and so that's why I really do strongly believe that you should have open dialogue with children as early as they can talk about money, about what it can do, about putting value upon things. Because what happens is children become teenagers or young adults and the parents, all you hear parents say, they don't value anything, they don't value anything. And just keep in mind, it's your job to teach them to value money, value things. That's your job to teach them. And sometimes when you see a child doesn't value money, it's because they either don't understand it because you never took the time to explain it or it's because you don't value money and you may think you do because you earn it and you work and you, you, you kind of like you, you fuss about it, but that doesn't mean you actually value it because the way you spend money may demonstrate that you don't value money. And so keep that in mind when you're considering about how young people develop their, their um, ideas about money and how you developed yours. And so this conversation today is more about what lessons did you, would you have appreciated learning earlier in life? And for myself, um, I think I had a really good financial, um, my mother was an accountant and so her, her own financial kind of lessons that she learned and her own way of handling money was very, was very good. She had good money management skills. She talked a lot about money to us. She was very open about money and about, uh, you know, how you pay bills and life insurance at a very young age. She took us to the bank and my sister and I both had her ATM pin and, we were able to utilize her her debit card. I mean, this is a long time ago, right? Where she had one, she had a credit union debit card and I guess she kept a little bit of money in there and my sister and I had access to the card in emergencies and we knew the pin and we knew when she got paid and we knew we knew about how much money she earned and, and when we would ask for things, she wouldn't say no. She would never say like no in a way that was like, she would never say no, I don't have it. Often she would say no, you can't have it <laughs> if she was saying no, but she would constantly run you down about what you had already had, what you had already asked for. She gave a lot of context around money, never afraid to talk about it um, And it's, it, with us. She didn't like to talk about money outside of the home, but with us, she liked, to, she liked to always talk about it and be conscious and aware of what it was so that we could be responsible for it. Now, it didn't mean that we always were. I mean, you, you, you define yourself, you have your own personality. My sister and I are very different about how we perceive money because we also have another parent, our father, who 
had a very different idea about money. You know, he was a very much in the moment person. He wanted to, to enjoy the moment. And, you know, he worked hard and he wanted to enjoy the moments. And so my father was the kind of person who money burned a hole in his pocket. And, um, and he was also very much about pouring money out as a, as a gesture, as a way to, to, to kind of show his love and appreciation. And so he would do that. And so he was a good gift giver and he'd give away money. Like he was, and even if he didn't have it, he'd just give it. And so it was a, he had a very generous spirit. And so there's, there's a lot of that in there. But what I wish I had known from both my parents was a lot more details about, um, about savings and what that really, what that really meant and why you should do it. And a lot more information about credit. My father's credit, I know was bad. (laughs) Um, because as I just described his personality, so he was a person who was impulsive when it came to money. So I could see where he would buy things and spin up on credit and stuff. And my mom had really good credit. She was one of the few people I knew who had an Amex long, you know, all this long time ago. And, um, and she had a charge card, like she had an Amex charge card that she had to pay every month. So it was really, I found her, her credit stuff to be pretty impressive, but I just, she didn't talk a lot to us about how to build up good credit and how to retain good credit and things. Um, when I went to college, she got me a credit card. It was, you know, I, we, I got a credit card and it was for emergencies and I was able to use it, um, you know, to, for my car, like I she bought me a car. So little things. So she was trying, unfortunately, my mom died when I was 19. So there wasn't enough time to really continue that, that process. So when I think about things, I wish I had a chance to learn some of that things that I just didn't get a chance to learn because she just wasn't here long enough to continue the work she had began. But it's important to think about and reflect on what you wish you had learned because it helps you to kind of fill in the holes of your financial story going back. And so this is a good kind of dialogue to have with yourself to say, well, what is it that I wish someone had told me because it helps you in two ways. One, again, you fill the holes from the past and you kind of tell yourself that now. So if you never learned or no one, no one in your family ever told you the importance of savings and now you understand the importance of savings or you want to learn more about the importance of savings, you can kind of go back in your financial story and fill that hole. You can go back and teach yourself that thing that you wish someone had taught you. If you never were taught the value of having good credit and now you know that that's something that you missed in the lessons you can go back in and plug that in and fill it in for yourself the other part about this is important is that if you are in you know, in, in a position either as a parent or just a person an adult in a child's life because you can re- reflect on the things that you didn't get and the things that you didn't learn you can go forward and, and make sure you provide that information to those coming up underneath you those who are coming up under your tutelage, under your direction, you can provide them with the things that you know you did not learn. And if you if you have honest reflection on what you did learn and what the things that you learned, how they impact how you handle your finances today as a grown up, then you'll be able to also assess the things that you wish you had not learned. You'll be able to go back into the story and pluck those things out and say, you know what? Those are the things I don't want passed on to my my children or the people who I'm kind of directing. I don't want those things passed on. And I want to unlearn that behavior for myself. Because if you go back into it and you look back into it, you will see that your financial story was built and told to you and created by someone else, whoever it was. And so even as an adult right now, someone else in your life is responsible for how you learned how to manage your finances for the financial habits that you have 
for the ways in which you value or do not value money. That is someone else's story. That is someone else, someone else kind of built that story for you, created those financial habits for you. Someone who may or may not still be here, may or may not still be part of your financial life right now. They are the person who directed that. So as an adult now, you're responsible for changing that story and making adjustments to it that benefit you now and benefit your long-term financial freedom. So you should go back into that story again, go back, reflect, pluck out the things that you say, you know what, those were not good. Those did not help me. Those did not serve me and pour into it the things that would have served you. You know, I should have learned more about credit. I should have learned more about the value of a dollar. I should have learned more about, you know, long-term financial savings and freedom versus short-term impulsive, you know, in the moment. I should have learned about planning. I should have learned about the importance of living within your means. I should have learned about the importance of focusing on, um, on what you can afford rather than what you want. You know, these are things that you you can go back and say, I should have learned that and it would have changed my financial story. But there's a lot of reflection, honesty and truth that goes into that. So take some time, reflect on the things that you wish you had learned and also take some time to write those things down so that you can make note of them as you begin to impart the wisdom of financial management onto young people that are in your life because their story doesn't have to be your story. Your story is someone else's story and you can make the changes because you're right here. You're in the now and you're aware. And but that story that carries from generation to generation doesn't have to continue. You can rewrite the story for yourself and then impart a new, better story of financial habits and financial understanding and financial knowledge onto the next generation. So if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook and join a Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. If you have any questions, you want to reach out to me, send me an email, Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. And head on over to the website, thefinancialemancipation.com. There's a couple of blogs up there talking about um, a few key items as it relates to financial emancipation. I'm going to drop some videos in the coming weeks on there and some information about a um, webinar that I'll be doing in the month of May. It'll be a, a webinar um, and we're going to do a few webinars in the next coming coming months just to have informational, um, you know, informational moments with you guys to talk extensively, more interactively um, and for a little bit longer than the podcast about specific topics. So there'll be much more um those webinars will be much more focused on specific topics, uh, like, uh, you know, in more detail of those topics. So the webinars will be about an hour and they'll go into much more specific detail about exactly how you do these things. So look out, look out for those coming up and, um, and I look forward to just kind of continuing to share. We've gotten some really good feedback on, on listening to the podcast. I see some folks are going back and looking, going back to the beginning and listening. And I really appreciate that. And so just continue to support this journey. I really do appreciate it. And I think that we are in a space now where lives can be changed by just understanding and adjusting the way in which we all manage our finances that will provide us with the financial freedom that we all seek and that we all deserve. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back tomorrow as we continue to discuss the ways in which we can walk towards our financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of the finances. Have a great day.